Welcome to the Draw.Good Podcast, your weekly dose of fantasy footy content. G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fears. I've had a drink, I've had a shower, I'm feeling clean after going to the smoking hellhole that is Melbourne on the weekend. It was an absolute dive, I can't believe people live there. Someone who does live there, my God, he's back. He's back filthier than ever. Jono, what's happening? G'day Steve, g'day Everyone, uh, yes, I've been through the fires and I've come out purged. I am now clean like yourself. I've survived the Rona here in Melbourne after, what, two years? But uh, filling in for our old mate Cam, who's just had an absolute shit show up there in Brisbane. I think 700 mils has fallen in two days. So he's currently um, without power and packing bricks, I'd imagine. Yeah, not good. Uh, we were, And really, more importantly, uh, we, we updated our ranks and uh, Cam was Cam's the man who handles all that, so he's let you down, listeners. He has let you down. Yeah. Let him know about it on Twitter. No thoughts and prayers to all the Queenslanders out there. And uh, you know, hard times for Queenslanders. Hard times uh, for the war in Ukraine. Someone who's not adverse to starting a war. Stato, how are you? Or serving in one, actually, just quietly. But um, I'm very well, thank you. I was meant to be off this weekend because we were, we were having a cyclone head our direction. It looked like it was going to be a Category 2 and hit right upon us. But it's head west. And for some reason, all the rains ended up at Cam's place, unfortunately. So we're thinking of everyone in uh, southeast uh, Queensland and northern New South Wales are going through a terrible time right now. We... Uh, we survived, uh, thankfully, but I do apologise to the listeners. Uh, we're expecting a big storm very soon, so if you hear a lot of background noise, that's what's going on. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah. How was the Boer War, Stato? What what was that like? <laughs> uh, yes. Um, <clears throat> uh, move on. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we've had we've had a mill here in Portland, which is about our best rain in two months, so thank God for that. Um, of course, Jono, we were down in Melbourne for the Listener League draft. Now, listeners, the diorama, well, that was that was an adventure. We went through the diorama experience, but it was all to get to the no-list draft. No one's ever done a no-list draft in Australia, to my knowledge. It was a shock to everyone there. But what were your takeaways? I'd, I'd recommend it, by the way, to anyone listening. Oh, I had the fucking best time. I had a great time. And all the boys who were able to get down there to Two Brothers in Moorabbin there, thank you, Two Brothers, for letting us do the draft there. You were awesome. Uh, talking to all the guys, they absolutely loved it. Um, a lot of deer in headlight stares when it came to their picks. Like Even myself, I was caught out. Uh, we'll go through that in a little bit. But I loved it. Um, it you think you've got a really good footy knowledge and fantasy knowledge, but when you're on the clock, you're just shitting bricks and just first name that pops to your head. Like, pick that I had no idea what was going to happen, and I was really worried when um, old mate uh, Kane at pick five couldn't remember who Took Miller was. He was sitting there <laughs> absolutely just hating life, going, I know him. He's the Gold Coast Suns Gold midfielder. Coast. What's his fucking name? Fuck. Fuck. Jake Lloyd. <laughs> maybe we can talk about it later because we got a lot of listener questions probably too many didn't expect it there was a lot of uh, a lot 
lot of footy played, a lot of circle work, uh, a lot of six quarter matches. Which my math period are uh, fucking uh, yeah. I mean, it was almost as bad as uh, Peter Dutton starting to go fund me for the, for oh, the Queensland fucking field, which is just not, not copying any hate whatsoever. Not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> what a weird decision. Strange, strange. You, you do that through one of your burners, surely. Um, Only got the four billion in the uh, disaster fund, but you know, we'll just start a GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't, crazy. Wasn't Cam's burner that actually posted it? Was it? Do you think Peter Dutton could be a Cam burner? Could be. Every chance he's got the it, same it, headstock. He's got the it? got the political leanings of Cam. Yeah. If anything, <laughs> Dutton's softer. <laughs> um, but there. <laughs> There was some footy played. Was there any big... T- Before we get to listener questions, was there any big takeaways? Because there was some certainly some spicy takes out there. Um, I saw Jared Berry's apparently the greatest fantasy player of all time. Maybe he's more salary cap relevant um, because of the value he provides there being a, a bargain basement player. We sort of like him in drafts, but more of, more in that M6 range. But so mm. did you have any big takeaways? Yeah, I did. Um that bloke, that midfielder from Gold Coast, uh, I can't think of his name. Oh, Jake Lloyd. Um, now, Jake Lloyd, um, I've been hot on all year. Rankings are really high. And I know it's a practice game, but it just didn't seem like he was the man to get the loose footy in the Swans' uh, defensive area. So Campbell seem to be getting a lot of that ball. So I don't know whether that's just a build experience and it's like the old things. You you think about your super guns. You don't worry about what they do on a on a practice game because they're right, he's job secure, whatever the case may be. But it just had me thinking, oh boy, as he lost that plum roll. Yeah, that'd be, no, I, that'd be pretty huge because he's obviously going to go at the top of draft boards, probably the second round. In, in most leagues, I would have thought. Mm. It was just, you know how you have that little, because you're looking for role, you're looking for form, you're actually looking to see if they're out there, to be honest. But you always know there's a lot of players missing, people getting managed, coaches trying things out. Do you know out. what size squad that uh, Sydney actually rolled out? Cause I know with the Adelaide game, they only had like 28 players to pick from. So did they have a limited squad to pick from or they had like... Every player available. I think, I think it was one of those games where they uh, were doing six quarters. So I think the first three quarters was basically the best team. So you, oh, okay. you, you, you had your best players. So the, the first yep. half, he was really quiet. And it was, uh, obviously, there's not official stats here. But I would say uh, Campbell had 15 possessions. Lloyd had eight. At the yeah, half. No, these actual like practice matches, not the, the JLT community games, whatever it is coming up the, next week. I think these games are just blow the cold More dress out. We'll try one or two. We'll try we'll try a new bloke in the role in case Lloyd yep. does go down and see what happens. That's that's all I take from yeah. pretty much these in these games. But there is a hint that they could use him they could use Campbell going forward. Oh he's just such a good kick. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was it was interesting. Jono, did you have any any serious key takeaways other than, like, say, West Coast? Half the team is oh, wow. injured. It's probably hard times if you're a West Coast fan. Obviously, you're 
fantasy coach, you're looking at the opportunities. But did you have any takeaways from yourself? Uh, from that West Coast game, what uh, we actually saw it in the in the listener league draft, like guys like Tim Kelly, Gaff, and I think yourself even picked Redden. Redden that we now know that Yo's out for four weeks, Sheed is out for eight weeks, and the hottest bloke in fantasy football, Connor West, is in for scans and undetermined that how long he's going to be out for. So these guys will be racing up your draft board. So I'll be looking to grab them because we know they're proven scorers. You're a Gaff and Redden. Oh, you got Gaff and Redden there, yeah. Don't know that's a good thing, though, because you're going to be getting the shit beaten out of them on a lot of weekends. So. Well, you got Nick Nat as a ruckman. He's still a quality ruckman. Oh, God. i got all these eagles? <laughs> what happened? I've, yeah. I've got a few in my keeper, too, but they're all the injured ones. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it was also interesting, like, Fife and Mundy didn't play, and it was Will Brody season, apparently. Like, he got all that inside mid-time, so... Do we see Fife and Monday come back next week for the, whoever they're playing in the uh, the NAB game? Does he get pushed out? Well, you know, things to watch like that. That was a really interesting one because Fife and Monday were obviously quite high in the midfield last year, but Monday's had such a delayed, interrupted preseason. I wouldn't be blown away if they moved him out of there. Now, I'm not. I don't know if it's for Will Brody, but it wouldn't shock me. We've seen him play different roles in the past. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, I mean, my my big takeaway was just these gun midfielders who we have at the top of the draft board. Oh, they're going to get a bit forward time, a bit of wing time. Sure enough, Tom Mitchell, Lockie Neal, all that mid time. Straight. It. Yeah. The one who did miss a bit was um, O'Meara. Yeah, I was hoping you brought that. I was watching. I watched. I saw the first half of that, and it was O'Meara, Warple, Titch, but it was. Titch and Warples who stay there the most and it was um, O'Meara who actually went to like a wing or forward so it was pretty interesting with that one there and um, for those who have read the uh, the draft kit, my take on Warple that, you know, he's back there to the 2019 Warple and we saw that against Collingwood on the weekend. Yeah, and there's there's really no room for nuance on Twitter as say you're looking at the North Melbourne game and like Hugh Greenwood, it's to be expected that he's a bulk inside midfielder that's his game but then you had guys like Will Phillips taking a lot of the midfield time. Well, Jai Simpkin and LDU aren't there. Like, let's be realistic. Like the, the top tier midfielders didn't play. They, they fielded no one. Yeah. Um, just going back to that Hawthorne game, and this is going to go on the You Suck show, but Mason <laughs> Cox, woo, <laughs> four and a half. He was oh, sunny. He's like now they can see the ball. He can actually play football. Like it was actually pretty good. He was pinch hitting ruck, like doing like a Tom Hawkins type role, getting up the ground a bit. Like he could be a little bargain bench F, bench forward F five even in your in your teams. Like I wouldn't mind having a stab at that. That's how bad the forward line is. We were actually talking pre show b- before you you came on the call about how maybe or Chol might, might be a tasty little option with uh, Jared Witts coming off the ACL. Um, well, that's right. This, these sort of hybrid ruck forwards, it's, you know, is it even Levi Casbolt's season? He can, no, he can no, it's not Levi Casbolt's season. <laughs> I was I was going to put five bucks on him for the brown loads. Uh, I'll just light that $5 on fire. So anyway, we've got about 8 billion listener questions. So we'll just rattle through those before we further dissect the uh, no list draft. If you want to know more about it, uh, hang around to the end of the show and we'll, we might even let Stato go early because I think he's pretty hungry for a feed. He's, um, Whew, 
That talk about war, he's got that look in his eye. He's, um, <laughs> he's a man on a mission. Anyway, Breno asks, you'll cover this, I'm sure, but who are the traps for young players, i.e. blokes given a big role that they won't see during regular games when clubs play their best 22 in their best 22 positions? John Newcomb. Really? He was given, yeah, he was given a lot of opportunity, like mainstay time in that midfield, but I don't think he's getting it. I had him as a black booker at the start. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I don't know. But mind you, Hawthorne plays 700 players, so it's hard to know what they were doing over those six periods. But I don't know. I think he'll take a step back and just might become a bit of a role player. That was my main take of the weekend. Sato, any for you? Yeah, possibly one I've been um, a bit of a fan on during pre-season, Thompson Dow, uh, because he got a lot of mid-time CBAs, which I I wasn't expecting to get. Um, But I don't see that happening when it gets to um, the season, to be honest. I think that's just them developing their players. I think he'll be more of an outside uh, mid rather than inside. Yeah, so obviously Jack Graham... Uh, didn't play that game. No time for Koch. Um, yeah. And we probably saw that with Geelong as well. They had a couple of mainstays in the midfield and then sort of ran a, a few different young guys through there. Same game, ironically. Yeah. Yeah, Jag would spend a lot of time wing forward as well. So. Yeah. Uh, next question. Frio asks, are we concerned that despite Sarong having the CBAs, he seemingly didn't have the production we were wanting for his leap. Who was the biggest risk rises? Oh, sorry. We'll, we'll get to Sarong first. There's three questions here. Yeah, so I, I, I'm quite comfortable with Sarong. Did all the things I wanted him to do. It, it's not so much about the numbers. It's it's proving the role and proving the form, and he had both. Um, what he didn't do on the weekend um and he was playing against West Coast, who sort of didn't touch the footy much, and he didn't have his uh, six to ten tackles, which is where he does a lot of his score build. But he still scored eighty points. Yeah, Bruce free football in the practice matches. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Freo asks, who are the biggest risers sliders in the no list draft? The sliders were just people we forgot. Jake <laughs> we forgot Jake String until like what was it round twelve or something round thirteen yeah, further than that and um, John you got yeah. Sicily at defender thirty six round thirteen <laughs> fuck and everyone bang, just bang. went oh yeah he exists <laughs> I'm just sitting there I'm like I'm like I've got I have Sicily I've just got him like underlined my little notes there I'm like just like sweating that little gift that we guys sweating I'm like you got him I'm like Sicily thank you Hall went pretty late. <laughs> Hall went late. Zebel, he was a late one too. Yeah, yeah. I think Sarong was probably the big riser. He went at pick twenty-one. Oh wow! Even even Cal Mills, like we forgot he existed too. Ah, he's been injured. Like it was those guys who haven't you you haven't talked about because they've been injured so much. Like true, yeah. They were really off the radar. Um, Yeah, the risers. It wasn't too bad. There wasn't really... We sort of went through the list afterwards and there wasn't many good players who missed um, yeah, getting drafted. Yeah, sort of went through like my top 100 I did and yeah, they all got drafted pretty much. So Yeah, it wasn't Yeah, it wasn't crazy. And what's the most useless type of potatoes? Cam. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ, the guy's getting flooded out. There's a national emergency and you're just absolutely throwing him under the bus. Yeah, why not? He's not here. Throw him under the bus. The most useless to I know you got I know you I know you guys threw me under the bus a couple of weeks ago, so it's fine. Well we would never. <laughs> I can't remember it. Yeah. Yes, you did. With the ring. <laughs> oh, I'm not worried. Don't worry about that. No. I don't I don't hold grudges or anything, I just just you did. <laughs> you did. We did? Okay. Uh, Jaden asks, I have pick six tier one midfielders like Took, Steele, McRae, Mitchell have gone. Who do I pick? A tier below midfielder or go for a different position like a Gorn, Grundy, Taranto? Grundy. Grundy's there, you take him, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I agree, actually. Yeah, he's definitely going to outscore Taranto by, what, 20, 30-point average? Take it. Grundy went pick one in the no list draft. Oh wow! Taranto was what seven though. Um, no, nah, was he? Thought you're going. Thought you're going to talk about the yeah. draft after. Yeah, I've we're gone. talking about it after. Yeah. Okay. Um, Miller time. <laughs> who was the best player to go undrafted at the listener league? I don't know. Did Ben Cunnington get? Drafted? Ben Cunnington didn't get drafted, but he's you know obviously got his issues. <laughs> I had Duggan. Well, well, he, I don't think Duggan say. got drafted. That's, that might be um, it. Or Jag Swallow. Did he get drafted? He did not. There you go. David Swallow. That was who it was. Uh, Surly asks, would you pay overs to get Rowan Marshall due to his dual position if you're in a league where you could emergency loophole the ruck? Um, even though he's not dual position this year? He's not on ultimate either, is he? Is he? No, I don't think so. Well, maybe no, I know he is. He, he is, is yeah. in ultimate. Oh. Uh, oh, and the answer is yes, because uh, your forwards are thin, um, and anyone that's got the potential to get um, high 90s or maybe low 100s, uh, you want in your forward line this year. So the option and the answer is yes. So if he, he's a forward, he, he's the number one forward. Or not? Oh, three horse race, I think, between him, Taranto, and Cogs. What? Yeah. Cogs? What about yeah, Dunkley? Uh, oh, yeah, you can throw Dunkley in there. There's probably four going for that Fuck race. I wouldn't have Cogs in there. Jesus Christ. After the maybe. weekend, maybe. Oh, my God. Short. Recency bias. Yeah. Gotta love it. Frogger asks, Ridley, no kick in mortgage game like that's more his ceiling. Oh, what? No, no, it's a statement. So what he's saying that he had a really good game on the weekend, um, probably took about a dozen marks. So what he's saying, that's his ceiling. It's not yeah. it's, it's not the case of that's what he's going to average. Fair that's point. fine. And that's fine. Fair yeah. point. Uh, Rainer, role seemed okay. Does he retain it? Come home and away. Who, He'll get his time. Who, who, Cam Rainer. Who did they have missing from that midfield mix? Zorko? Zorko. Zorko. And he's still in doubt for round one, I believe. So, this, so he'll get his time. Him and Barry will probably share that time for a bit, you would think. Yeah, there's a lot of people going through there. But, yeah, he, it may be a slight shave. 
Rain, oh, sorry, Shy Bolt, Shay Bolton, incremental improvement. Didn't see much of the Cats Tigers, so I can't comment he's on tough. What his well. role was in that game. Played he's just well. forward. He's just a forward, though, yeah. Yeah, played well. Um, so, yeah, uh, look, he's got some talent. Uh, it just depends on role. So the interesting part was watching that is Dusty was playing pure mid, um, so that reduces Bolton's chances, I would think. And and I think they're trying to give the game time to the young future mids. And I think Bolts is such a talented forward that they'll want to keep him predominantly forward. Yeah, it's, Does, it's tough when you, you see. probably know more about this than me, Stato, but Dow and Ralph Smith, do they have the explosiveness of of Shy, of Bolton? Because when he's in that centre, he can break those lines pretty good. Well, Ralph, so maybe him and Dusty. Ralph Smith uh, has elite speed. Um, okay. So, uh, but he's the one that's going to be half forward, uh, and was impressed with what I saw athletically from Dow. Um, and and he did get a bit of the footy, but it was you know two points here, three points here, rather than the you know a, a tackle and then a kick. Um, so yeah. there wasn't a great build of his score for Dow, uh, but Ralph Smith will be playing halfback flank. Yeah, I'm just thinking that maybe Dusty and Bolton swap, swap when they Dusty wants to rest forward sort of thing because both are good goal sneaks, both got pretty good in the middle. That's yeah. how I see it. Cool. Oh yeah, he, he just he'll just get some here and there, but that's yeah. not enough to really Sprinkling. warrant to go mm. to sit there and go. Oh, he'll be fucking great because he's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Raul rebound. Mm-hmm. Yes. All aboard. Stato, you hate it. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I don't hate it. I'm a lifelong Gold Coast fan. <laughs> Back when I was in Nam, I was fucking on those sons, mate. <laughs> yeah, Stewie Dew were pals, man. Yeah, oh, good God. thing. Good thing, bad thing when the blokes you've had locked the whole time go bang and let the cat out of the bag. This is it. Yeah. This, oh, man, I'll, I'll go off. This is one thing that pisses me off is like, oh, well, and I did it to be honest, so it's, I shouldn't really, it's, it's hypocritical, but we called that on our show back in December. And it's like, well, who gives a fuck? You don't really need to do anything until March. Like, that's right. You know. Like, oh, and, and then you see, like, someone go, oh, Thompson Dow look good or whoever. And then there's someone replies, shh. Like, yeah, shh. Yeah. Like 48 fucking fantasy accounts dedicated to covering this one game. Like, calm down, man. Like, <laughs> if this is what you want, you want, if, say, it's like Jared Berry, right? And he was fine and all that and everything's good, but he's still in that M6. M7 range from a draft perspective. Well, if he gets overhyped and someone drafts him as, say, an M4, that's what you yeah. want. You want that to occur. Then it pushes yeah. more dudes down. Like, I wouldn't lose sleep mm. over it. Yeah. Um, Build that hype train. Hey? Build that hype train. Yeah, the, get on. Yeah, hype, go for it. Uh, Celia asks Is Liam Henry's role as a high half forward wing real? If so, could he be a breakout candidate? Uh, yeah, but a one-yearer. So for keepers, he's uh, he's not going to be worthwhile. But I don't think his um, I don't think his scoring is going to be anything amazing. So I'm talking sixty-five to seventy-five. So he's a real 
uh, F5, F6 at best. Yeah, maybe more salary relevant. There's certainly a lot of um, opportunity on those wings out there, Stato. We saw your man, O'Driscoll, mm. uh, get some run as well. So there's certainly a lot of opportunity out there. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, we got Big Cox. Is Hewitt's season real? Then whose midfield time does he take? And is it shit times for Matt Kennedy? Oh, Definitely shit times for Matt Kennedy. I'd, I disagree there. Um, I thought he was fantastic on the weekend. Um, and we've got to get rid of this uh, JAG title uh, hanging around Matthew Kennedy. Um, he deserves a bit more credit. Um He's a um, a very flexible player. He can win the hard ball, an exceptional mark for a player of his size. So he's going to be the high half forward, uh, and he's going to take quite a few marks on that half forward line because they won't have the resources if Kerno and uh, Mackay play um, to put the height that can stop his marking. So I think he actually becomes a bit of a star, and he was the one that actually went and did a little bit of time there. So from half forward, he's going to pinch hit in the midfield. So a little bit like we are talking Bolton before, a little bit less athletical class, um, but a great ball uh, getter so he can accumulate um, and he can mark overhead. Um, I think he's in for a great role this year, and... Um, I think the Vossi-style coach is going to love Matthew Kennedy. Did Jack Martin play that game? No. So you'd, you'd expect him to pick up uh, forward status, Stato? Yes. And I've Six actually us. drafted him today uh, in a, um, in a uh, keeper dynasty league, actually, with the expectation that he'll be a, a forward at round four. So yeah, I'm opposite to that because he... I see Jack Martin coming back into that team, Sam Walsh as well. Then it pushes Matt Kennedy out for me because obviously with Walsh coming back in, it's either going to affect, in my opinion, either Chera, probably Chera, uh, more than, than anyone in that midfield. And then Jack Martin will get his time and he plays that similar role to Matt Kennedy. So It's all right. They, have, they, they do have 22 players as selects. So I understand that. Two so coming in. You've got Harry Mackay coming back in that team as well. Like, yep. There's a lot, lot, lot of... No, I think comfortable ahead of Matt Kennedy coming into that team. I'm comfortable so, he's going to be there. Okay. Yeah, we had a pretty, I don't want to say spirited debate, but pretty good discussion around the Carlton midfield at the uh, draft. And there's going to be some strong opinions about guys like George Hewitt. So it's going to be really interesting to see at the end of the season how that pays off for people. I know we're on different yep. sides, though, that, and that's fine. Like That's what fantasy is all about. I watched a fair bit of that game, and I'm actually all aboard George Hewitt. Like he was, he was all over the joint, not just in the midfield. He's running forward, running back, um, collecting the pill at will. So I'm like for salary cap, I'd be pretty happy to have him, and I'd be looking to draft him as well. Yeah, no, he's he's drafted. Yeah, draftable, <laughs> but I think he's going to exceed the expectations of what people might think. Well, I mean, we've seen him be going at uh, what like in the hundreds in so far, Correct. but he will not be going there. So if you've already done your draft, you probably got a bargain. Matty Faz asks, why didn't I put my article in this week? Yeah, Matt. No, yeah, why? He, 
Yeah, what I, the hell are we paying you for? Yeah, yeah. Wait, do we pay? No, we don't. <laughs> he, he went away. Um, can Parrish be a top five mid? Oh, I reckon. Um, yeah. He could. Oh, he could. I think he could. He could. It, it looks like um, he's got the role. So McGrath was playing uh, in defence, so playing sort of a sweeping half-back role. So um, um, that was quite interesting because you, you're going to have – Heppel, Hind, and McGrath are all part of that mix, which is really interesting, um, which is some quality ball use. So that's part of their plan. So I see them trying to be um, uh, strong in the guts and high quality all around and outside it, if that makes sense. So that'll be yeah. for quick ball movement. Um, so I think Parrish is their number one. Yeah. It's in his Definitely. range. It's in his range yeah. to be that good. I'd, yeah. Uh, well, he's, yeah. Warney asks, did any of the drafts get influenced by games on the weekend? Any Shit, reaches yeah. Any reaches based on some tracky, pracky match reports? Oh, I don't know if it was a reach, but more of a panic pick. But give me Sabros. Yeah. That'll do. I saw him taking inside mid, a few kick-ins. I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. Do, do you reckon he's back? Um... Who were they missing? Gresham. Gresham wasn't there. And Ross I think he's forward. CBOs. I think he's forward. And uh, I think Rats, Rats talked about, and I can't remember who spoke about this or where I read this, but talked about he's a, he's a player that doesn't need many possessions in a game um, to make a difference or make an That impact. Gresham, is it? Mm-hmm. I don't think they were missing I'm... anyone of note. No, they had like Matty, the Crouch uh, Steel, all that. But yeah, Crouch, I think Steel, Gresham Jones. was the main one. Yeah. yeah. So he had a pretty pretty good role, like sort of floating around doing whatever the hell he wanted. So maybe if he's playing more down back, gets a defensive status, pretty handy. But Did you say Zach Jones played? Yeah. That must be a record for him because he played the week before in the, the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for next week. That's it. You just cursed him. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're always a strange team, St Kilda. Uh, Greg asks, when will Stevie Fears drop the Gold Coast Suns? Surely the what? time is nigh. Greg, I'll be What's working for the Gold Coast Suns next year. <laughs> At fullback. Oh, mate, if Sam Collins goes down, fucking send us somewhere. I don't know. if he That that man, it's hard to believe Frio cut him and he is holding that entire team together. If he goes down, it's fucking over. Yeah, people cried about Matt Rowe, but no. Oh, don't worry about Collins it. It's Sam well. Collins. Gorn Fritchen asks, can you see... Will... Oh, I was actually thinking about buying a membership. I swore I'd never, ever buy a footy club membership. I'm fucking real close on the Suns. I've just I've bought in so much. But Gorn Fritchen asks, can you see Will Brody keeping his midfield role? He looked pretty good in the pracky. There is a world where it happens. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's quite possible. He's... But what's it... He's not fast... Um, no, he's just grunt because you've got... He's grunt, but that's the thing. Like, he's got no other real role to play. So, yeah, inside mid or bus, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I, I think what they're thinking is he can 
he can do that bully work and then use all the quality around him. Now, whether that be Brayshaw, Sarong, Fife and Mundy. So I think they're the others that actually go through that midfield. Um, that, that's pretty perfect. Mm. I don't mind him as a pick, but I wouldn't go in expecting it. Like, he's a no. guy I'd stash away on the bench. Mundy's had a bad preseason. Fife, we know he gets dinged up pretty constantly, and then you're asking two young guys, and, and look, they did it last year, but again, you're asking two young guys to shoulder the load. To me, he seems like that Dunstan type that you're just hoping can fill a role, absorb, because mm. um, yeah. they're not a particularly deep midfield at the minute. No. no. Like, they're building. Agreed, mm. yeah. Uh, Mark asks, seems Gorn may not regress this year as a lot of people have thought. Hold on. We all ranked Gorn... We all two. ranked him two. All ranked him two. Two or three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was two. two. And also they played nobody North Melbourne. Like, Goldie was there. Callum Coleman-Jones got injured. Like, pfft. Yeah, we all ranked like, him he'll two. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Meso says, seems Reeves is popular at the Hawks. CBA's up compared to Lynch, who seems more ready for the number one ruck roll. Thoughts? Yeah, it's Ned Reeves season. Um, watching that, I watched two and a bit quarters or two and a bit periods of that game, and it was Nettie Reeves and Big Boy McAvoy. Um, Big Boy was pl- split between three positions, forward defence and in the ruck, but Nettie was getting a good run of it, so I'm all about that. And then Nettie was resting forward, so he can take a pretty good contestant mark and play that Big Boy role. Though. They'll, they'll switch around, and I'm, I'm all about Ned Reeves. I hate that whole situation, man. I I can see it just flipping and changing all year round. A, a bit like with all three or just the two? Yeah, all three. All three, to be honest. A bit I, like GWS. Big, big Boy's the captain, so he ain't going anywhere. Yeah, a bit like GWS. I'd be quite happy taking a flyer on Big Boy late with that forward status, but that's about it. I might pick, pick one of them in a keeper league late. I don't know. Yep, yeah. Simon asks, any players you would expect to go early to mid-draft, clearly drafted late or not drafted at all, i.e. they were forgotten about by coaches in the Listener League? Yeah, Sicily. Stringer. Fife. Mills. Fife, yeah, he's an interesting one. Isaac Smith, too. Isaac Smith got drafted and he wasn't properly... Yeah, oh... You're talking about it later. later. He was about, you're he was about, about pick 50. You're talking about later. Yeah. While I'm eating dinner, you're talking about the listener league draft. Luke, Jared Berry or Pat Lipinski? Lipinski. Lipinski. Steve, good afternoon, studs. Jesus Christ. Hey. Remember that game hey. show, Stato? Yep. Yeah. Yep, I do. Jai Caldwell, I have heard mixed reports about him dominating, but also him not getting the CBAs with Shield cutting his lunch. How early do we draft him this season? And is he a buy, hold, or sell in keeper leagues? Ooh. It has to be a whole, doesn't he? He's got great He's potential. Um, he, he was just playing on the weekend as a half-forward flank. That's all he was doing. Um uh, I Do you reckon that's like managed minutes just because they knew about his injuries from last year? Or? Yeah, I only played half a game, but as a pure yeah. mid on the intra-club the week before. So I think the dress rehearsal is going to give us the true indication of what's happening. Yeah. Tom asks, how did Cogs look? 
Great. Good. Mm. Hatter asks, you can only pick one, Hewitt or Sicily? Sicily. Uh, Hewitt. Crouch or Sarong? Don't know which Crouch, though. Oh, I'll no, say no. Matt. I'll say that, Matt. That's Matt. Yeah, because I reckon it's a salary cap question because they're both around the same price. There's about uh. five grand in it. So Sarong for me. M Crouch. Uh, and so, Butters, Sarong for me. Butters or Thomas? Butters. Ooh. It's like, you know, which You're one... going against your boy, Stato? Ooh, big call which, right Which here. one of my children <laughs> do I dislike? Um... Yeah, it's a tough one. Ah, uh, uh, um, the pain on this man's face right now is real. Oh, um, butters, butters. He went the head over the heart. Yeah. Reese asks: After picking a decent captain option, is it worth targeting forwards? Steep drop off. Whereas yeah. the other lines seem to have more serviceable depth. Yep, yes. true. Yes, and yes. Ross asks, watch Mitch Crowden. Great Lake pick. How do you see him scoring? Yeah, it was interesting. He was getting some CBAs. They, uh, had, I... they had the tightest rotation. They only had four guys. Freo? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, oh, I... Maybe it's just all part of learning and, you know, it's a, a different style of player in there. But remember, Mundy and Fife weren't there. I and think Tucker. you need to be realistic. And Tucker. Yeah, I think Tucker might be more outside. Yeah, I got shit for drafting Tucker. Uh, and last question, Wuhan asks, who is your favourite member from the traders? Surely Roy and his huge guns. <laughs> Is that Roy's burner account? It must be Roy's burner account. Has to be. Has to be. Um, uh, well, they're all special in their own way. So this is the Taron Thomas and the Butters situation again. Um, I love them you, all equally. Yeah. Who's your pick, boys? So there's Warning. three of us. There's it's fucking Warnie. Jesus Christ. It's not even close. No. Warnie's like my favourite person in fantasy footy. Um, so then you, Jono? I'll go the pirate, Cal. You go the pirate. I'll go Roy. There oh, we go. Weak as Weak as <laughs> fucking covered. piss. All covered. Uh, Warney is a fantastic player. But does so much for everyone. And, and this is where he goes. You know Warney's problem? He's too nice. Uh, he doesn't say no. He's that willing for everyone to go well. He doesn't say no. Yeah. And you know what's going to happen? Oh, next time I ask him for something, he's going to stick it up to me and say no. Well, he'd be, and he'd be right to. Yeah, fickle. Saying no, saying no is a good thing sometimes. That's right. Anyway, that was all <laughs> the questions we had for the week. Stato, go eat your salad. What is what is on the dinner menu tonight? Uh, well, it's, it's actually a goat curry. Oh, nice. Oh, yum. Mm, nice and spicy. Yeah. How, how um, did you manage to chop up Braden Fiorini and get him into a yeah. bowl? That's, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, amazing. Um, uh, have a wonderful time, listeners. Uh, stay safe <laughs> if you're in southeast Queensland. Uh, see you, boys. I look forward to hearing this chat. See you, Sato.
Yeah, see, mate. So we can waffle on Joe <laughs> about the the yeah. no list draft, which was uh, yeah, fucking it was good great, fun. man. It was it good was fun, great, good, good people as well. Like, uh, hats off to I'm going to get the name completely wrong here, but old mate, he came all the way from Ocean Grove and stayed for about ten rounds, and then buggered off to a wedding in Yay. In Yay, that's like a, no less in Yay. It's like, it's like a five hour trip. So that is commitment to a draft. I love it. But it's good. Yeah, so what did you... Like, I went in... We didn't really know what our picks were going to be. I ended up with pick four. You had pick nine. Uh, I felt like I drafted an okay team. Did you have a strategy heading into the draft? Because it's it's not like... Kind of where I feel like with a list is it's kind of like paint by numbers at this point. It's like we've done so many drafts over so many years. Really, you're just ticking off the numbers... Um, putting players into boxes and just getting through, making sure you don't fuck up too bad. With this, you really had no idea where you stood in the draft. It was like being in a dark room. No, it was, it was pretty interesting. Like I had a plan, like, and it's sort of I've stuffed up my own draft strategy going into it. Like I, I saw it there. I'm like, pick nine. None of the forwards have gone, and I think I grabbed Jaden Short as my. Th- uh, pick th- in the third round. I probably, and we've seen it a lot over the drafts that you could actually fade those defenders now, but it's with that forward line. Like, I think Duncan, um, Dunkley, and I think another forward all went bang, 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 where I could have grabbed one of them instead of short. Uh, that's probably where my biggest mistake was, not grabbing one of those top forwards ahead of a top defender. Yeah, so th- my forward, my de- my defense my defense is pretty stacked. It's fucking unbelievable, but your forward line's poo. But the f- exactly, so the first round was Grundy, McRae, Steele, Titch, Jake Lloyd. Obviously, you wanted to draft Took, but couldn't remember his name. Um, <laughs> so then Took, uh, Taranto at seven, uh, Petrarca, then Laird, and then Gorn to round out the first round. So they're probably. I'd say Lloyd was maybe the only surprise, but again, in that situation, you're under the pump, and and you just yeah. go with the guy at the top of your line. So I didn't, I didn't hate it. No, I didn't hate it, but yeah, probably what six or seven picks a bit too early. Like probably could have grabbed. Like I know he wanted took took there, but um, like Oliver, I think Oliver's massively unders at the moment. Well, I'm not but on. T- I'm not on Oliver this year, so. Um, I'm fading Oliver a little bit. I'm on him. Uh, more so Supercoach than AFL Fantasy, that's for sure. Oh, well, he's fucking like the M1. Number one. <laughs> he's, my, he's my number one exactly. So then Oliver... So round two was Oliver, Zach Merritt, Adam Trelaw, Lockie Whitfield, Jack Crisp. Um, yeah, that's a solid pick. Third defender off the board. Whitfield, yeah. yeah. Um, Mitch Duncan... Josh Dunkley, who I picked. Was that me? Yeah. Yeah, you picked Dunkley. Uh, Steve Cornelio, Brayshaw, and then Neil to round out that second round. So it was pretty maybe standard fare, I guess you'd say. Cornelio was probably maybe a bit early for mine, but if you look at it on the weekend, then, you know, I can understand well, it. Well, that's what you see. They get injury to go into the busted rib. You probably slide him a bit. Duncan, what's the calf? Yeah, slide him a little bit. So he's probably is going to get that rise, that rise there, due to the fact there's injuries and and side. Like I know you drive for sidey, but just woof, 
just didn't look too good. Yeah, to I, I don't like that. It's um, I wish I had a draft of Dusty, but anyway, I didn't. I didn't. So. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't have a list. You can't remember a player's name. So, um, Sarong, which was probably my first one where I was like, I didn't like it, but other people liked it. So, um, mixed feelings about Sarong at 21. I think it's either bang on or overdraft. Well, the only... the, he's, there's no value there anymore. Yeah. Like, it's overval- overvalue, if that makes you, sense. You, like... You've paid the piper. If he, he has to perform to that level. You've built in the value. Correct. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, so then Josh Kelly, the pick after Cam Guthrie, side bottom, Sean Darcy, Rowan Marshall, Jared Lyons, Isaac Heaney, Tom Stewart. Uh, and I can't figure out where the end of the round is. One, two, three. Uh, I had Stewart, so it would have been Ollie Wines. Ollie yeah. Wines was the end of that round. So pretty standard, I would have thought. Wouldn't have thought there was mm. any big surprises. Uh, round four, Parrish, Bont, Dusty, Walsh, maybe getting value, I don't know. Uh, Taylor Adams, who was uh, my pick, I really it was probably about right. Uh, Zach Butters, Jordan Degoe, Jordan Dawson, Tim English, Taran Thomas, and Christian Salem. Who did you take there, Jono? I would have got. Oh, you would have uh, got Bond. No, I didn't get Bond. I had Tom Stewart there oh, so you, coming back. You had Parish. No, I didn't get Parish. It was Wine Parish. I must have missed a pick there. That's why I got short. I didn't put short. Oh, you short got in. short. You cheat. Yeah. yeah so, so anyway, yeah. look, it was it was a lot of fun. It was just it was so hard. And what we noticed was that, say, you mentioned a, a player from Sydney, everyone had then key on in like on the Sydney players who were fantasy relevant because you were trying to remember players by team. At one point, and I think That's right. one of the drafters, um, Miller, Miller time. He was because he watched Carlton and. Brisbane, he had that recency bias, and he picked, out of the 16 players, he picked five Brisbane players. Yeah, and probably some Carlton's as well. But also, and, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, the guy who probably drafted the best team, he made... So we were allowing people to write down the picks that had gone so that we weren't yeah. caught in a situation where everyone was going, was he picked? Was he picked? He was picked. We had um, a couple of people ask the question, but no one. Yeah, it wasn't. No it wasn't ongoing. Demonstrative anyway, about it. The yeah. guy, the guy who probably drafted the best team, had a list of teams, and then he was sort of writing down uh, the players as they got drafted by that team, and that was pretty oh. sharp. I was writing them down by position, so I was, and I was like noticing all the mids were just flying off the board, um, which I mean you sort of expect, but generally it's it, yeah. it's pretty even with. When you add defenders and forwards, they match the midfielders, and this was just like way two, out two of whack. Two to one ratio. Yeah, this is just Normally way out of whack. Well, that was the thing. Like after those probably first, I'll say four rounds. Like I'm just sitting there, like I just drew a big, massive mental blank on midfielders. So I'm just sitting there, like right, Adelaide. Who are the midfielders? I got Crouch, Keys, Dawson, whoever, and I was just jotting them down on the side of my paper there, just so I know I'm like. Give me some midfielders to bank on, and and yeah, I, like it was that hard. Like forwards, defenders, I'm pretty sweet on, but yeah, I was just drawing blanks big time on the midfielders, which you would think they're the common players that they should just pop straight in the air. Yeah, but you kind of forget about a lot of them. Like I got to a point, and I was like, I need to draft a midfielder. I need to draft a midfielder, and I drafted Jacob Hopper, who I don't really have any affinity for, and. Like two picks later, Nat Fife goes, and I'm just looking. I'm just myself, just going, 
you fucking what? What just happened? Well, that was like me. I had Travis Boak in like semi. It was an okay pick, but then yeah, three or four picks. Mills went through. I know, and I know Mills had the interrupted preseason, but you think by the end of the season, Mills is ahead of Boak. You never know. Yeah, probably. It's you um, think. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. I really didn't feel like I got any of those late value picks. It's funny, like the guys I key on late as sleeper targets, they're the ones who I know I'm going to get. Like I like Jesse this year, and it's it's sort of like I know yeah. I'm going to get him late. So it's I can just kind of leave him off to the side. Like so, if you well, like, similar to the Jared Berry earlier, like he's a bench player for me. Yeah, when I'm looking at my teams, and I know I can get him late, like. If we look at our home home league, I know there'll be you and maybe one or two others who might who might jag him before. But if I miss him, I miss him. He's going to be around twenty pick. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. It was like and Matt Crouch went, so I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. I need a midfielder. Brad Crouch will do. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I know he exists. So that's right. I would. I would seriously. Would you recommend it to other people? Because I, I would seriously do it. I think it's the most fun I've had at a draft in a long time. Oh. Big time, like, yeah, big time, like, just seeing the panic on people's faces was just priceless. And I think it re- it rewards your fantasy knowledge. Like, the guys we drafted with, I think they all had great fantasy knowledge. Like, they were all good, like, talking to them about their home leagues and everything like that. Like, they seemed to all be in about three or four different leagues, um, all different kinds. They've all played, like, what, one of our listener leagues, I think, was categories a few years ago. They've all played categories, so... Definitely recommend it. Uh, if you're looking for something different in your home league, just no list draft, just rock up with a bit of paper and a pen and then go for it. It was unreal. It was, it was absolutely wild. I would I would love to do it again. And I honestly thought it was going to take longer, but we, we punched that out in like an hour and a half. It wasn't even that because we got there at 12 and I reckon we started drafting about quarter past, 20 past, and we were done at one thirty. Yeah. Uh, maybe, and we had a break. Like it was, yeah, it was a short it. break, but but still, like we just punch that thing out. I think it eliminates the fact you sit there with your list. You're like, oh, I can pick Gaff or I can pick Will Brody. You sit there, you procrastinate for ten minutes. Yeah, like if if leagues don't have time, it's like our home league, we get a bit of leeway. But this one, I think the biggest procrastination was you for like three minutes. On what? What did I? And who did I pick? <laughs> I can't remember, but I'm just like, I was talking to someone. And it's just like, who's bigger than you're like me? And it's been like, oh, it's been like three minutes. Cool, whatever. Ah, surely not. You fucking dirtbags. That's um, <laughs> yeah. I, I would, I would honestly recommend it. It was, it was. We we try to do different stuff for the listener league, and it was honestly the most fun I've had. Yeah, first one in Australia. Count it right. We here. assume. <laughs> no, no. Just let's just claim that shit. Like we. But it's just, it's it's so funny that when you just, you see, and you could look at someone and you go, you fucking panicked, man. You fucking panicked. And then, and, 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 and everyone owned it. It was like, yeah, I, I sure did. Yeah, you just call it out like that's Seb Roth and you, you just called me out straight away. That's panic. I'm like, fucking A, like, recency bias. Saw him. Because I was even going through games and I'm like, yeah, okay, Bulldogs and Essendon played and this, that, and the other. Yeah. I, so you drafted at what? Pick, pick four, four five. Pick four. How did you find that drafting in terms of, like, I actually th- in terms of how long you had to think to, for a pick? Because me at nine, I'm like, ah, oh, sweet, I've got 
you know, 18 picks or whatever to come back to me. Yeah, I actually think I probably had an advantage. Like, it was quick, but I never had to think of two players in a row really quickly. Like, you guys could be up on the yeah. turn thinking, and I'm like, well, some because everyone's falling, right? Players are, are going to mm. fall to you, so you're just going to be like, well, I like this player. He'll get back to me. And, and they always did. So I actually, yeah. like, whereas I hate drafting in the middle usually, I was like, well, maybe the middle isn't a bad spot. But again, it, I think it really comes back to ha- how you like players. And you really, if you like a player, you, you'd probably ended up with them. Yeah. The only one I, like, again, I forgot about was Luke Parker. Like, you know, big Luke Parker yeah. fan. And just like, I'm like, yeah, he's coming back to me. No, it's bang, pick eight. In front of me, just jagged and I'm like, oh fuck, that threw me out a bit. Yeah, yeah. If 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 you keyed in on a guy and they went a pick or two before you, that hurt. Yeah, it, it just. I'm like, uh, where did Parker go? Just, who did I pick after? That's what I want to know there. But that just, yeah, that threw me. That threw me off big time. I was just like, well, who the hell do I go? You went after Ridley. Looper? Ridley. Okay, so it's not a bad pick afterwards. Yeah, and I wouldn't say oh. there was star mids going straight after. It was like Tim Kelly. Um, oh, Hugh McCluggage did go after, which I thought was a great pick at the time. Well, there you go. Yeah, I would, I would rather have Hugh McCluggage over Tim Kelly, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and it was funny because, and maybe that's the other side of the coin, is things were coming, it was coming back to me, and I was like, oh, no one's picked Matt Rowell yet. I'm on Matt Rowell. And then like a couple picks before me, I heard Hugh McCluggage, and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's a... Yeah, that's a yeah. great pick. <laughs> yeah, you just hear a name, you're just like, he, he was still there? What the hell? Like, yeah, it, it, like, yeah, it was unreal. Like, I highly recommend. Yeah. If you, even if like to start up, like, you know, you've just gotten your first lead together, do it as, as a no list, and then as you evolve, you can bring your list and get your tears going. I'll, but if you I actually wouldn't do it straight away because I reckon there's going to be. I, I like I haven't really analyzed the teams, but I reckon there's going to be some howlers. Like not, I'm not saying anyone did draft bad. I'm just saying I reckon if you have a really bad team straight off the bat, and if it's your first go at draft, you might get discouraged if you're just getting smashed every single week. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, but still, hell of a lot of fun. Hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, anyway, we got our we got our home league next week, Jono. So. And we have no idea where we're picking. And it was actually interesting talking to a few of the guys there that they did similar to us where, you know, we did the Royal Rumble with our, with our picks, but we didn't actually get the pick where the wrestler went out. That's the spot yeah. where we get to pick our position. We actually pick our position from, uh, like, your third pick this year, so you can pick. Wherever. After, except wherever, for two. basically. Yeah. yeah, and it's kind of funny because we actually had a question somewhere that didn't get read out. Uh saying which which pick would you like in a draft and it's like I just I just you can win from anywhere it doesn't really matter mm. if you have a personal prefer- preference some people like drafting at the end some people like drafting in the middle I, I like drafting two away from the end generally I, yeah I just don't think it matters well talking to the guys they said basically it was one two three bang straight off the board and then it was f- like sort of like five six. But the middle picks were left to those at the end of the yeah who had like nine ten so I don't know I think we generally we generally go for a later pick yeah a lot of people in our home league like the later pick yeah I'll be interested to see what goes before me 
Yeah, I think I think they're going to take. I don't know. One person will, one person will take nine ten. The other one will take number one. Yeah. Uh, it and again, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. I just don't want to draft middle like this year. Mm, middle. Don't like it. Like five six. I just don't like five six this year. I'll take three. I don't give a shit. Three's fine. I'll take three. I'll yeah. take three. But just that five six, just playing around with the uh, the mock simulator, it doesn't look good. Like, <laughs> and it'll confuse me. I just go, ah, fuck it. I'll get what? Dangerfield and Whitfield. And, what selection yeah. do you have? Uh, I'm nine, so, I so have no you choice. don't have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Who's oh, Dane from uh, Supercoach co-captains has pick ten? Correct. Yeah, I have nine. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, mate Costa, who's been on the show a few times, is pick eight. Yeah, okay. This is like this is the first time I've ever had a top five pick. This is the best I've ever had. Enjoy. Yeah. I had pick three last year and just completely balls it up. So well done. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, you draft all those injured players. Oh, I'm. Just, it is. If you you think you go team vanilla, my team is going to be the whitest vanillaest team you'll ever see this year. It's actually interesting though because we were sort of, again we we're talking before you came on the show about how many players are getting nicked up this preseason, and I think there's a lot of players to avoid in draft. Oh, big time! And I'm putting the line through all of them. Yeah, through all of them. And yet you drafted Callum Mills. Is that right? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. Okay. Maybe in, maybe in a mock draft or something. Yeah. Yeah, you, you don't want those bad preseason news. Yeah, that's, anything that's happening in the preseason, everyone's just getting a line through. I'm like, yo, four weeks. See you later. So oh, all the talk at Brisbane's like, Lions is going to drop. Neil's playing forward. Barry's popping. Rainer's in the midfield. I'm like, man, Hugh McCluggage must be having the best fucking preseason of all time. But he was playing in the middle and just fucking loving it, doing oh, Hugh McCluggage stuff. Like, he could play in the hundred. He could play in the if he plays in the midfield. Holy shit, he's Josh Kelly. He'll be, like, at worst 100, at best 110, 112. Yeah. He hasn't had that real pure mid-roll. No. But, you know, that's the thing. People over overanalyze these cracking matches. Like, you see the Freo game. It was bruise-free football. Yeah, absolutely. Co- no and, tackles, lots like, of marks. Yeah, so... Jordan and Clark looks amazing. Especially without the stats being recorded as well. It's hard to know. Yeah. How it happens, so I'm pretty sure it'll get recorded next week and make your bases off that. But we're drafting next week with only, I think, three games under, <laughs> under our belts. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So it'll be fun. But thanks for listening, listeners. We appreciate your support all year round, uh, all your support with the products we put out this year. It's been fucking amazing as always. Best damn community going around. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.